spiritual journey, um, just you know, becoming a man, right? Um, but but yeah, man, I I'm a soccer trainer, um, uh, in pursuit of becoming a professional soccer player uh, as well, and um, and yeah, man, just just following the course. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we're gonna get into all of that today, bro. Um, so first of all, I wanted to like I was thinking about how I wanted to start the podcast off today. And uh, I figured we'd begin with the most high and just yes, talk sir. a little bit about your faith, bro. Absolutely. It's been a, a journey I've been on like pretty recently, bro. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of watched you. It's weird because like we've known each other for a while, but we've never like sat down and got to talk like this. So yeah, I'm really excited to, to talk, bro. And I figured we start with that. Yeah. And I'm personally like, even if there wasn't a camera here or anything, just um, grateful for you to be here. And I'm yeah. excited to hear 100%. about your journey with your faith. Yeah, man. And uh, I figured we just start with that, bro. Yeah, so. well, let's do this. Before that, can you want to start with the prayer then? Yeah. That sounds good, bro. Get, yeah. Put the mic a little for closer. Sure, for sure. Yeah, sounds good. Start with the prayer, bro. Go uh, ahead. Cool, cool. Uh, we'll let we'll let this pass real quick, bro. You think they can hear that? Or no? yeah, yeah, they might be able to. We'll, we'll <laughs> go through right. it, though. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Hey, that's life, bro. You know what I'm saying? You make adjustments, you know? That's um, the cool thing about a podcast is it doesn't have to be perfect, you know? Bro, and honestly, not like, at all. This is real life. Yeah, you know like, I've, I've always been a fan of podcasts, and my yeah. favorite podcasts are the ones that are a little bit just, like, more raw. It sounds like you're just listening to somebody's, like, you know, through a phone or something, 100%. and you're just kind of chilling, sitting there, so. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Like, let's just get into it. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Um, Heavenly Father, uh, we thank you so much, first and foremost, Lord, for uh, for breath. Um, for the blood in our veins, Lord, for uh, opportunity um, to wake up and see another day, Father God, and praise your name. Uh, Jesus, we ask, Lord, that you lead this conversation, uh, that you, Lord, guide us um, in in this meeting, in this gathering. You know, Lord, that where, where two or more gather in your name, you are surely there. Uh, that is what your word says, and we believe it. Um, and, Lord, we just, we just ask, Lord, for more of your grace, more of your mercy, more of your peace love and kindness lord and uh and, and just your guidance and everything that we do uh jesus name we pray amen amen yes, sir amen yeah yes, bro sir. so what, what kind of got you down this path like your faith and believing in christ and all that bro so um man yeah, yeah go, go ahead, ahead. No, go no, ahead. no keep going go ahead yeah for me um i've always been like naturally really drawn to religion um mm -hmm. i am a religious person i don't know if i necessarily like have devoted myself i don't it's such a big deal to me that i don't I don't want to say I'm a Christian, but like not really like be, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I am a religious person, uh, believer in God. And anytime I see somebody, especially like a young man like yourself, who's still young and still growing, like seeing yeah. somebody who's so devoted, it's very inspiring. And uh, when yeah. I started this podcast, um, my goal was to be able to bring people like you on, bro. So like younger people, younger men. That's yeah. what I'm interested in talking to. Yeah. And that's kind of like the niche, the niche that I want to kind of go down. And, and build like a community around it and have like conversations like this, you know, just um, to, you know, regular people, but also yeah. having like really cool conversations. So yeah, what, what kind of got you down that path, bro, of like God and, and Christ and all that? Yeah, you know, um, I, I, I was not particularly, yeah, I'll get a little closer. I wasn't particularly, um, didn't grow up really in a religious home. Um, I, I guess, you know, Christian values were around, but there, it was nothing we ever spoke about. It was, it, you know, it wasn't, um, yeah, it wasn't anything that my, my father or my mother really instilled in us. And I don't think that, you know, their parents instilled that in them. Uh, I can say on my father's side, you know, he was more involved in the church as a kid, uh, you know, in the choir and stuff like that. I grew up in Mississippi in the South, you know, yeah. so that's how it was, you know, yeah. so. But, you know, obviously, as you grow in, as in, in a man, you know, your your family's faith is not your faith. You know, you're on your own journey, yeah. you, you know, until you personally decide, 
you know, that you want to go down that path. So, um, you know, um, I guess it really started with my mother um, because she, man, she she grew up here in Glendale. She was gangster, man. She grew up like, you know, in in the barrios, like the neighborhood, you know what I mean? And uh, running with gangs. And she was, she was like living that life, bro, uh, you know, but the life of sin, you know what I'm saying? She was, she, but not something she necessarily chose, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that kind of trickled into her character bro like i was born from my mother when she was about 30 32 so she had you know so much life and experience under her belt yeah you know my brother's already older both one's eight and one's 16 years older than me so um you know she just she had carried a lot of you know um you know anger and stuff from you know past relationship and everything that she had been in and um i don't want to get into details of her yeah, life no, you know what i'm yeah. saying but you tell as much as you want to see that testimony you know um uh, i guess uh she she met she just had a couple close friends that she came across that uh, that turned her onto the gospel, um, and when my mom really started to uh, engage, I guess the word of God, uh, step foot into the church with that open heart, um, you know, he met her in that place. There's been many situations, spiritual happenings, you know, dark things that have happened as well, you know, on on that side as well, um, to where I've, I've you know learned that the supernatural, you know, that there is a reality to that, um, which you know if if. If there's a darkness, there is a light, you know, like there's opposite to everything. So, you know, and there's a being behind that, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, so I think that's what it was. There was dark experiences also that happened in my life that, you know, drew me, uh, you know, to the gospel and to the light, you know what I mean? Um, and, and yeah, man, um, I'd say, I'd say it really started with my mother's faith, man. She, she kind of, she kind of saved me. She got me in the church first, you know, she, uh, uh, the church, the first church that we went to actually was called Victory Community Church. Uh, I think it was like in the East Valley, yeah, a little further out there. Um, but that's actually around 12 years old where I like actually gave my life to Christ. Uh, but from that point forward, man, I had so many trials, tribulations, bro. Like, you know, the moment that you step out in faith, the enemy's going to try to really attack you, take you, you know, take you out. And just like with my marriage, you know, I just got married not too long, two years ago. Um, and, you know, He's he's working hard, man. He doesn't want to see the family. He doesn't want to grow. He doesn't want to, you know what I mean? See yeah. the community flourish. Um, he came to steal, kill, and destroy. That's kind of the situation. So um, I've always kept, I've always kept close to the gospel in Christ, even in moments, you know, where I'm not praying as like I should, or be, or I'm involved in the church like I should. Yeah. You know, I I understand that, you know, that the Holy Spirit is real. I understand that the enemy is real, and I understand that either I'm either I'm listening to one or the other. Yeah. There's there's no in between. You can't sit on a fence, you know. Hey, exactly, bro. You can't. I, I love that you said that. I'm gonna just kind of uh, kind of take take off from there. Yeah. Um, it's funny, bro. Whenever I like meet people who have faith and um, you know religious in whatever way they are, it's like you talked about the light, and it's um, yeah. it's it's hard to put it into words. But like when you see somebody who has that faith, and you already have that that light inside of you, it's like you already you know off the rip, bro. It's yeah. like they're just. They, they have a different kind of energy, bro. You 100%. know, they, they talk with confidence and they talk with, mm -hmm. um, like boldness. Yeah. Boldness yeah, and right. like a comfortability within themselves. And mm -hmm. you don't see that in somebody who, who doesn't have that, that faith. And, uh, yeah. and in our, in our world today, bro, like in our society, like when you go out into the public into like clubs and when you go to bars and stuff like that, yeah. I, uh, every, like, I'm not a huge party goer, but I, you know, I indulge here and there. And the day after, bro, I'm always like, I always have this energy of like downness and like, I'm just like, bro, I didn't need to do all that. Like, I didn't need to, you know, just be in that environment. And I feel like it's just refreshing to be around somebody who I can tell, bro, you're just a man of faith and God and, and all of these things, bro. And do you kind of like feel that same way? Like, there's just a certain energy 
that you can't even really put it into words. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, bro, 100%. And that is the Holy Spirit, dwelling in that individual, you know? It's it's the, something deeper, bro. Like, it is. We can't it put is. it into words on a podcast, but... You can't. It's, no. it's really beautiful to see, though. It's, a, it's, a, it's the Spirit of God, bro, really, truly, in its wholeness and what has been here before we were here, you know? Like it says in the beginning that the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, you know? Before the land was here, before anything was here, before man was here, the Spirit of God was here, you know what I mean? And so it's like a... It's one of those situations where, you know, um, since the fall, you know, of man, you know, I'm sure obviously you being a Christian, being somebody who, you know, uh, has a good foundation in faith, you understand that, you know, Adam and, you know, whole, that whole situation. Of course, it's all, you know, there's a lot of speculation on, on the real details of how it actually happened and went down and this and that. But the but the 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 real root of that is that through one man, Adam, you know, uh, and, you know, sin entered the world. But through one man, you know god right through jesus christ that man um you know the world was saved so like i said there's always opposites one to the other um but you know we have a sinful flesh and and that's uh that's one of the situations where the only thing that can make us right or that can even then we're still gonna struggle the rest of our life we're never going to truly be perfect because we're in a sinful flesh but the more that you walk in in the spirit of god is is you know it, and that's what you're saying you feel that you know uh the people that are walking with the spirit of god or have the holy spirit have not forsaken the holy spirit you can feel that on people you know you yeah. really truly can and you know uh, and you can feel it when it's not there too you can definitely <laughs> feel it when it's not there too bro because it's uh you know um for myself, I'm, I'm in a situation, you know, where, you know, everybody, we, we've all, not burned bridges, but we've all had, you know, our ups and downs with certain individuals and people and this and that. But I, I try to make even a point every day to myself that, you know, despite knowing that this person might feel kind of ill will toward me or not have my best interest in mind or like I still forgive them, I still love them, I still, and I have to tell myself that every day, you know, or else I'm going to rob myself of that joy if I give in to the idea of, you know, not being on good terms with people right it's like i don't it's not that i want to be a people pleaser but you know i know that also we jesus had enemies you know but he, we're called to love them you know well, it's, it's love like uh if someone described it in this way and it's, it's kind of uh i like it he said uh you know when someone does something wrong to you it's almost selfish to be good to them because what you, the energy that you put out is the energy that comes back to you mm -hmm. so like you're saying if you know burnt bridges or you know bad relationships that happen like mm -hmm. you treating a person like badly or, or something like that or just having a um, negative intentions toward them it's going to come back to you and it's going to affect you in your own personal life you know mm -hmm. what i mean so uh, no 100 percent. you reap what you sow yeah yeah that's it i, I have <laughs> a question it. for you bro so yeah. as, as somebody who you know believes in christ and um <laughs> you know or just god in general like do you think it's an obligation that we have as believers and people of faith to like kind of put that word out and like to um not like preach or anything like that like i'm not trying to get on here and preach mm -hmm. but like do you think it's an obligation to try to speak truth and or or do you think um, it's not an obligation you can just no, it's, a, it's a personal question I have for you. you know? Right, right, right. No, um, I think also if you played it. You play to your obligations, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of if God gives you a platform, you know, like at the end of the day, and you recognize that God gave you that platform, you're probably gonna feel that obligation at some point. Being, you know, as as you grow in that faith, to share because what saved your life, you know, the gospel. That's what saved your life. You know, that's what keeps you, you know, uh, on the right track, the straight and narrow. So why are you not gonna want to share that with others? You know, it'd be selfish to want to keep that to yourself. You know, it says that uh, a light upon a hilltop. You know, you put a basket over it. You know, it, it's it's pointless. It's not gonna shine. You put that light on the hilltop to 
you know, to share share the light with the rest of, you know, the town, with everybody that's involved or that comes across this podcast, right? In, in that situation. That's why you see my brand. That's just what it's about, right? Yeah. Grinding, grind to give glory to God is the motto of my brand. And, you know, I, I think that is what separates me, but I'm not trying to prostitute God in that, in that way either, you know, and say, oh, you know, all Christian people that want to, you know, that want to train or come and get, come and get with me because I'm Christian. That's my niche, you know. No, it's truly a product of, yeah. you know, who I am. This is what I'm about, and this is what I want. You and, know, and you can tell that, bro. Like, yeah. it's pretty clear, like that you're just being yourself. And uh, yeah, bro, I think the key to anything, business or just life in general, is just being yourself. And that's what I try to do with this. You yeah. know what I mean? Just be myself. Um, 100%. So we talked a little bit about faith, bro. Um, yeah. The next thing I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, with your business, bro, and your, yeah. your training business. And um, when I look at like what it is that you're doing, what intrigued me a lot to talk with you. And um, like I said, when I kind of had this idea, you were one of the people who I wanted to start, start this with mm -hmm. um, in my own circle. But when I look at what you're doing, bro, I see not just like the training side of it, but also like the leadership side of it yeah. and leading the next generation of young kids, bro. And um, I'm really uh, just really proud of you for that, you know, just as a friend, you know, uh, watching you do that. Like we said, like we said, um, we kind of that's how we met and yeah. how we know each other. And if it wasn't for the older, um, you know, men older yeah. than us who took that that role and, you know, coaching and, and the leadership side of it, you know, we both know like tons of older dudes who did that and absolutely you know like i wouldn't be who i am without without those guys and um so what what got you down that path bro wanting to like go down and like lead these young kids and do what you're doing you know i think um i think it came really uh just from a desire to be around sport constantly too is another thing that's beautiful like yeah you know that I, I, I can't say that it's my identity, you know, but if I was to say without sport, you know, of any form, right? Whether I think it's for soccer, young kids, football, not to interrupt, but I, no, think with, okay. I think with young kids, like, there's a certain element of sports that you can't really get anywhere else, mm -hmm. you know, like the toughness and the teamwork, like, you, there's really nothing else out there that... Nothing. It doesn't have to be football. It doesn't have to be soccer, but... It can be anything, you know? Yeah, yeah but, but any continue, team bro. sports. Team sports, for sure, you know? Like, you can somewhat learn the discipline and this and that, you know, from being a tennis player or being a golfer, right? Those are individual sports. But when it comes to being a team sport, even running track, you have a, you know, a meet, you're running with a club, you know what I mean? Like, this is... It's an individual sport, but you're running with the club or the relay or whatever, you know? Like, there's so much to be learned in that and how to just operate and deal with people, deal with failure, deal with successes, you know? Stay humble through your successes like it's so many different things you know because you could be successful today and then next challenge is literally immediately after i win you know it's like i'm thinking about what's next you know you, you can't be caught up in the wins or the losses it's always about thinking forward i had this thought in my head the other day like uh, about a brand idea you know and i'm just gonna put it out there i mean it someone wants to do it do with it, yeah, do yeah, with it. you know do with whatever <laughs> i'll probably do it first but um um what was it i think it was forever forward that was like a, it, it was something that just stuck in my head forever forward, forever forward, because that's the kind of a motto for life. Thinking, you know? Yeah, literally, you have to always be, you know, thinking forever forward. You can't be stuck in the present moment. You can't be stuck in the past. You have to be thinking about what's to come. I, and I, and I think about it when I coach, when I coach my kids and we'll get back around to that. But when I coach my girls, um, you know, I'm constantly thinking with the game of soccer, it moves so fast. There's yeah. no stop start. There's no, unless the ball is out of bounds or there's a goal or whatever. It's a constant free flowing game. You can't check off. You can't check out. 
And I'm constantly trying to get my girls to understand to think one step ahead. You have to. Meaning even the ball's not at your feet yet. Thinking and reading the game's situation and what's going on around you, the, you know, where everybody is in accordance to where you are. And like when the ball's at your feet, so you know what to do with it. You're not just like mindlessly watching the ball, you know, ball watching and just kind of being a spectator on the field. So it's kind of the same thing in life, you know. It's like, you know, you're a player in the game. You have to be reading the field, you know what I'm saying? And when the ball gets dished your way, you have to know exactly what you want to do with it before it's at your feet, mm -hmm. you know? And that's like, that's why I love soccer, bro. Like, that's why I love that game because it's like, it, it's there are so many metaphors to life that have come from it, from me playing and learning the game. Like, it's just been, it's been beautiful, man. What were some of the challenges uh, with like starting training and like coaching and all that? Like when you first started, I'm sure there was probably some things you didn't expect or yeah. what were some challenges with like just working with kids in general? Uh, I I think I, I personally had good relationships with parents, but yeah. I think that what you're going to hear commonly from a lot of coaches is that you're dealing with parents because, yeah. you know, you have expectations and sometimes it can be unrealistic. Wishful thinking, you know, as well for kids, for, you know, for your kids. You yeah. want the best for your kids, obviously. Everybody you know? wants to have the star player. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants their kid yeah. to be that kid, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's tough yeah, as a coach, tough, you know what I mean, sure. especially when you have, you know, you got to have depth you got to have substitutions you got to you know and people are going to get injured you're going to have this and that you know what i mean so it's it's hard to try to keep everybody satisfied so that's one thing when you're going to coach training there's no obligation in that regard you know mm -hmm. kids are showing up you're here to develop them and see their process through but you don't determine their game time you don't determine what really hurts you know them if they play or they don't what really affects their psyche as a player so as a trainer it's a more of a backseat role in that regard but it's still very hands-on and you still also have a lot of responsibility to develop players you know so, yeah and i think uh sorry for interrupting you bro no i love you're good bro you're good <laughs> interruption is like a sign of interest i think free so. flowing, free um, flowing. and i think it's important like for me uh i had a lot of failures as an athlete like as a young athlete mm -hmm. i wasn't always a star player and like i had moments or at times seasons where i was on the bench a lot of times mm -hmm. and for me i think it's just that's one of the best things that can happen for a young kid is because bro sometimes like you just someone's better than you bro or you didn't work hard enough or you didn't put in enough work and yeah that's on you and i mean you got to be okay with that you know and yeah you know, sometimes you got to take the backseat role and you're not always going to be number one or the leader. Or, you know what I mean? So yeah. how do you deal with like uh, failure with your kids? Like what, what do you kind of instill in them? Just um, we're back. We're back. Batteries cut out, <laughs> but I'm not sure where, where we left off. But um, we're, we were I talking think, about I think it was kids. about how, you know, how you get the kids to overcome failure. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, I have bad memories. No, you're good. <laughs> Me too, bro. Me too. Um, so no, yeah, I think that's what it came down to. I was, I was, I left off with the scripture where it says, um, you know, the last will be first and the first shall be last. And you know, pride comes before fall, and the humble will be exalted. So, with every loss, we're humbled, you know. But it's like that thought of, you know, at one point we're gonna be exalted for being humbled in this moment. But it's, it's, you know, um, it's difficult. But because everybody wants their team, you know, to be a winning team as far as parents go, it's how you retain kids if you're a coach, you know, you keep a, a team together because they're a winning team, you know, these team, these kids want to stay with the team. Oh, man, we've been winning. Like, why am I going to want to move on? You know, see it with the Jets. Like, I would have never moved on from that team. You know what I'm saying? If it weren't for high school, like um and you know so it's that winning culture that everybody seeks after uh, but not understanding that the real true development does come with those failures and sometimes i'll play my, i've only had my girls for seven months eight months sometimes i'll put them in top flight tournaments bro some of the highest level regional tournaments you can play in uh, with teams that have been playing four or five years together ecnl or ga or whatever you know in these higher level leagues so they're seeing that competition regularly for five six years you know these girls are developing really good habits they're quality players 
but I'll put them in these environments where they can get to it, witness this firsthand, you know, the speed of play, the quality, you know, all that, that we want to achieve, we want to attain. And in the process, we have to lose. We mm -hmm. have to fail, you know, in those moments. Yeah. Not saying I put them in those situations expecting them to lose because I know what they're fully capable of when they're playing as a team. But they don't have, they don't have truly have enough time or haven't had as much time as most of these other teams to develop and play as a team. So it's still a lot of individual effort, you know, it's still a lot of individualism. You don't see them clicking yet, you know, but it'll come in due time. But I need them to see teams that are clicking. I need them to see teams that know how to move the ball. I need them to see teams that are elite level, you know, at that standard that we want to be at. And what better way to do it than instead of from the sideline where they can be on their phone, hanging out, talking to each other, not paying attention to the game, than be in the game. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Be the one actually held accountable to be, you know? Yeah. And so, so yeah, man, that's kind of my process, my way of thinking. You know, the only way to get them to that level is to expose them to it now. So, that, okay, this is what we're going to strive for, strive to be. It hurts now, but we will be exalted one day, you know? Yeah. Kind of situation. How, so. long, how long have you been playing soccer, bro? Because I know, like you said, we uh, grew up playing football. How yeah. long have you been playing soccer for? So, I, I played a little bit a couple years when I was younger, like just rec, rec league. Yeah. I was good, bro. I yeah. was good. Oh, like I just, bet. just for, I how you know? Quick your feet are. Yeah, I got quick feet. So, you know, that's not <laughs> a good foundation. But, um, you know, that. You know, it was it was one of those situations where obviously I, I was so good at football and like, um, you know, had so many legitimate connections, you know what I mean, to like play potentially play pro one day that, you know, that's where my focus gravitated toward, you know, playing. Obviously, you, you just want to be an athlete still, huh? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, um, I, I think when it was really my senior year, because high school for me was really rocky, really bumpy based on my own individual mistakes and decision making and everything, you know what I mean? Because again, I wasn't used to losing, you know what I mean? I was somebody that was very, very uh, successful as a player, yeah. as an individual, and as you know, a team popular too. as a kid, you know what I mean, in general. So I wasn't used to, I was just, I got caught up in that. So going to, you know, the, the school that I went to, I went to Brophy, and it was just a cr new, crazy environment for me, man. Like, I was just like, man, I got, you know, a lot of talent. I became a teenager, yeah. and I became a teenager, you know what I mean? So I was making dumb decisions, and, you know, it kind of, you know, um, it was that mixed with the concussions. I had multiple concussions while I was at Rofi. So I, yeah. I had like three or four. And, you know, they were, by my junior year, they were already telling me, you know, hey, man, like, you just letting you know, like, this might not be what's best for you. So yeah. I already was starting to think, you know, get my brain turning. Like, what am I going to do in my life, bro? Because I've always been this. This is what I've been. This was my dream. And it was close. You see with Isaiah, you know, playing yeah. for the Falcons. One of one of us four made it. Yeah. You know, and me, always me, Jalen, and, and Isaiah. So, yeah. you know, um, we were one of us. We knew one of us was going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but um, so, so, you know, by my senior year, I was already like, I, I picked soccer back up. I was like, you know, let's, let's, let's do this seriously because, you know, it's close to what I'm used to doing. I can still be explosive and athletic and, you know, use those strengths that I have. Now I just need time on the ball. Now I just need experience, exposure. And I, I'm, I've, grew up in the streets basically yeah, that's yeah. really what it is for these past seven years bro I've, eight years it's been in the streets i've yeah. been playing in all different kind of leagues all over the place traveling you know out of the state to play you know with certain tournament teams you know uh playing upsl played semi-pro indoor i mean i'm just in love with the game basically right and that passion has taken me as far as it's taken me um and it truly shows too that you know um you know Time is relevant, basically. You know, you can be playing soccer your whole life or whatever, but yeah. kind of going through the motions for those 20 years you've been playing and not really have that passion. I wasn't able to get burnt out as a kid. You yeah. know what I mean? With the demands of the sport. So I came into it fresh. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's I'm super it. athletic. I'm already like, you know what I mean? Like, 
I'm, a, I'm an elite athlete basically yeah. so you know I, I was like I can mold to the sport and that's basically dope, what man. I've done it's and, dope seeing you like go from football to soccer and yeah. trying to go pro and everything like that yeah that's cool man so you got you've already been doing some traveling with it like a little bit yeah yeah so with UPSL I did a little bit of traveling but you know it's it's like personal invites from people that you know might add me on Facebook or this or that and it's like you know what why not like let's you go got do some it and stuff? Is that, uh, like, how... I have a little bit of film yeah. here and there yeah man um I some of our UPSL games were filmed as well and then um I've had some personally people come out and, and film my games film me play but I haven't taken the time to like put it all together because you only got so much time in the day you know and I'm, I'm focused on building my business at the same time you know too yeah. so it's it's uh it's a lot of juggling plus you know a wife know, and two kids yeah Oof. bro yeah, you're, you're, you're doing a lot bro. i'm it's, doing it's crazy. it how, yeah. how do you do like the time management how like is how is the time management you know with time, all it, it's it's tough because there's sacrifice even, um, for sure you sacrifice know? for sure bro i think because i'm playing still like that time eventually obviously will go more toward my business and my family when that when i start to take my gap my foot off the pedal but i'm like while i'm 25 i'm still young i'm I'm pre-prime. You're in your prime, yeah. You're still in your prime. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, why not pursue it and work and, you know, uh, see what it can come from it, you know, while I st- while I still have my youth because that's a big part of the game of soccer, you know, like and any sport, you know. Obviously, the younger, the better. The more potential you have, the more of an in, of an investment you would be in 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 any organization that's looking into you, right? Definitely. If you're 18 with the same skill as a dude that's 25, I'm gonna yeah. take you when you're 18, yeah. bro, because yeah. you got seven years more on this dude, and yeah. you're gonna grow. Like it's just what what it is. So 100. Um. So so yeah, that's kind of my situation. But with time management, it's just. You you know, trying to get something. up early yeah. and going to bed late. That's kind of it. getting up early is key. Like, it is. I feel, I feel like I'm busy and I'm, I don't even have kids, so <laughs> I know I know you're probably yeah. busy busy-ass motherfucker, but <laughs> how would you think of the World Cup, yeah, bro, man. with uh, Messi and all bro, that? Are, are you a Messi phenomenal. fan? Phenomenal. I'm a, I'm a diehard Messi fan. Ooh, I'm a okay, diehard okay. Barca fan, bro, for sure. I'm not even a huge soccer fan, but yeah. I've always been a little bit of a Messi fan just for some reason. I don't know. Maybe just, just FIFA or you something. You watch him play. He's just phenomenal. What'd you think about that, bro? That was crazy. I thought it was everything he deserved. Yeah. Because he's like the LeBron of uh, soccer, huh? Well, you got it's him it's, and him and him Ronaldo. Ronaldo are the debate for sure all the time. But then you have older greats. But of the generation, they they were this at the same time battling it out for that top spot every time, yeah. every year, week in week out. Um, I I think that Messi is the more humble of the two, and yeah. he's been exalted. Literally, you see it now. Yeah, the, the debate's been going on forever, but now you see. Messi, he, Ronaldo doesn't have a World Cup, does he? He doesn't have a World Cup. He's now playing in Saudi Arabia and some, you know, league that nobody knows about. Yeah. Well, everybody, people know about it. I'm not going to say anything publicly and disrespect that league because it's it's a high level still, of course, but it's not one of the top five leagues. Bro, people take soccer serious. Like, cause, it's so cause serious, I'm from, bro. We're from the U.S., so it's, like, not as big of a deal, or at least to that yeah. degree. But, like, out there in, in Europe and stuff, it's It's, it's the every, world sport, bro, it's basically. everything. Outside of the U.S., it's the world sport, and it's almost getting to that way, getting to that point here. I mean, attentions are shifting a little more, and I think it's also, you know, uh, because it's just the entertainment value yeah. you know the game never stops there's no opportunity to, to throw in some advertisement bro yeah the only advertisement yeah, you get is true. free yeah. halftime i heard i heard game, say that halftime and after the game yeah bro. that's it's true it's the true and like the true uh like like sports fans game bro because you you can never stop watching it that's unless true. you're you know you're more of a social bug you know you go to a football game to be there with the homies baseball games are the worst bro <laughs> i swear <laughs> yeah now we're standing bro, around for I, another I minute you know a baseball game i stayed for two innings with my girl and i'm like yo we gotta go like this this is just not that's not it but, it's not hitting right now but uh what, what does your training look like for soccer like do you do any weight training or i do no weight training no weight bro. training um it's not that i don't believe in it it's just that most of the athletes i use are pre 
prepubescent, basically. The most okay, of the kids yeah, are training. Yeah, so they're yeah. not even of the age to really be on weights right what now. What about for you personally? Like, uh, like I personally, with- I still kind of, I still, I've adjusted my training schedule now. Like, I, I'm because I have obviously kids in the business and everything. You I don't get do to the so, gym every so, day. So much, yeah. But then, you know, I, I prioritize my legs for sure because I'm a soccer player. Um, and, you know, um, you know, try to get my pushing and pulling twice, try to get two leg, you know, leg days at least in twice. Um, but I'm running, I'm running a lot, you know, obviously. Um, but yeah, my, my regimen is not to, I don't really try to lift heavy and kill myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not trying to hit PRs and go crazy. I'm more trying to maintain, you know, a certain physique basically, you know, stay fit yeah. um, because of, you know, kind of my goals and where I'm at right now in my life. You know, I think when I'm 30, I'll probably, okay, let's try to get swole, you know, yeah. let's yeah, feel a little yeah. bit and let's get swole. Like, yeah. you know, but right now I burn too many calories, bro. I'm running so much. I'm, you know, it's so, you know, with the kids, my training, bro, is it's really it's physical for sure. Uh, a lot of footwork, obviously, some speed and agility and stuff worked in there, but it's a lot on the ball, a lot more time on the ball, bro. Where do you uh, personally train at? Like, do you train with your I team? I have a couple locations, so I'll, I'll do my team's training and then I pro train for a club um, as well. So I'll use their locations, um, and that's for their sessions, right? So whatever they're paying me for, yeah. I'll run them on their at their locations, um, and then I have my own small groups um and where i basically operate my business you know or the personal sessions i set up myself um the little location right here off of bethany home and the 303 so that's a it's actually a, uh one of the girls i've trained for five six years now her name's chloe um her family's property they have really nice uh little like uh i think acre acre and a half or oh, so and so there's like you know i have uh i don't know maybe maybe 1500 square foot little mm. space you know which is really nice i mean it's it's natural grass yeah so that's an outdoor opportunity that i have well space that i have and i can use and then i'll also have something uh in the next three months i'll have a turf location actually. oh that's dope yeah bro about twelve thousand square feet so i'll have two locations bro yeah that's and dope man. right off the 303 so but heart of the west side because it's growing out here too yeah so, i'll definitely want to um, come come work out or something get like a little yeah, bro. little conditioning workout in 100 percent. soccer's soccer's no joke bro it's like that conditioning bro. stuff do you do it like a lot it's of sprints different. too and like a lot of, just a lot of oh, agility yeah. stuff oh yeah a lot of sprinting bro a lot it, it's it is a game of fitness bro if you're not fit yeah you have to accommodate in other ways basically yeah. you know or or you're not as dynamic i can't play you all over the place because certain positions require more yeah so it's one of those things you're not fit you know you're only going to give me 10 good minutes the game's 90 minutes long yeah so it's like if you don't have the endurance you, it doesn't matter how good or how how much quality you have in that 10 minutes there's still 80 more to go you know and anything could happen with soccer bro like yeah you know one team gasses out the other team's fit they're going to be knocking the ball around you and it's going to be 10-0 at the end of the game you know so there's so many levels that you have to try and match you know fitness technical ability tactical ability awareness is in you know and cohesion as a team like you know it's 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 just so many levels bro like i think that's again why i fell in love with the game is just because the depth of it and then you see just the global attraction bro yeah. the global draw to it's it is just different bro sure. yeah but um to switch gears bro yeah. this is gonna be our last last segment of the yeah, podcast sure. i know you don't got too much time so yeah no worries uh one of my motivations for starting this podcast was like when i was a little bit younger like we all do in our teenage years yeah i kind of like went down a little bit of a wrong path mm-hmm. got distracted and yes. uh what really helped me bro as an individual was like getting on the internet and like listening to older dudes who had podcasts had youtube channels talked about life yeah and all that kind of stuff 100 percent. that really helped me just like hear like with you know having people who 
talk about life and older people it really helped me bro um so if you could go back and like tell your younger self something like a piece of advice it's like 15 16 year old Devin, 17 year old Devin. like what would you what would you tell yourself bro that you know now how old are you 25 25 yeah. yeah um i would just say don't give in bro really and i would so say temptation like just that's all, it don't give yeah. in yeah don't give yeah. in bro like bro, meaning, was, don't quit was... don't quit also obviously you know when people think don't give in they think don't quit but i mean like don't give in to the temptation yeah the, the, the bro, temptation that, i mean it's hard bro because i feel it like is. it gets gets everybody at some point you know like for me i was always super i was always super dedicated to sports like that was my life like i didn't have anything else yeah outside of sports like a lot of people you know and exactly when i got to like 16 17 i just kind of gave up on it you know it was like you know this isn't for me anymore and at that point i didn't have anything else like it was just yeah. so i was like oh what can i do to feel cool feel important mm -hmm. and i like that i like that you said that bro that's probably what i would tell myself bro is like the glory and like the pride and like all the stuff you want in life isn't it's in being great in whatever it is that you do it's not in like being the party boy or like being a people pleaser center of attention yeah all yeah. that kind of stuff bro so yeah exactly i thought that was a, a good question to ask you 100 percent, bro I, I think that i think and everybody can relate to that because everybody there's all one common thing there's a f many common things that we all share it's in, like in the all, human experience we all live different lives but pretty much like yeah. it's all the same sh all it the same is shit, yeah you know? you know we're being presented with the same things you know in different same forms pro same problems in different forms and that's how the enemy comes at you bro really it's it's about it's and it's specific to you you know yeah. like what are your what is you know it's as deep as your bloodline bro what does your bloodline struggle with you know mine struggled with alcohol addiction things like that bro like i do you, you drink know, at all I don't drink at all, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to touch on that real quick <laughs> yeah, as far yeah, as the alcohol, bro. Um, I think that, like, that's that's something I've, like, completely cut out of my life the last few months. Yeah. And, bro, I think it's it's a big deal, life bro. Life-changing. And in the United States, at least where I'm from, bro, like, I talked about this on another podcast uh, for a little bit, but it's, like, everywhere you go, like, social settings, it's everywhere. It's, oh, yeah. And that was, I mean, there's a lot of things that, like, made me want to do this podcast, but that's another one is, like, bringing awareness to that kind of stuff for younger people, too, yeah. you know? Like, bro, that stuff isn't really what it what it presents itself to be, you know? No, and no. It's, like, it's, funny. Once you, once you get aware of it, it's, like, you just know. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... I, I see it almost like whatever is being really pushed down your throat. It can, is, it can it's really... Like, it's like telling you... It's like if you if there's something that's being pushed down your throat, you know what I mean? Whether it's, you know, alcohol, pornography, whatever the case is. A lot of stuff. It's like you obviously should probably turn away from that. Yeah. That's probably not what... <laughs> the lord wants it's what the world is offering you it's the world so Man, it's, there's so it's many a matter things. of being worldly you know and there's so many things we could dive into bro it's oh, crazy it's we'll like, have multiple you'll have to have yeah, you'll have to sit down for sure multiple yeah, times but bro. as far as like uh the worldly stuff i it's almost yeah. like all of the stuff that society like presses on you is almost the opposite of what you should do and uh in today's world i think that we're going to be seeing a huge resurgence of religion uh -huh. um personally like in, yeah. in our generation like 25 and younger yeah because for so long like the past 20 or 30 years mm -hmm. it's been sh it's been like shunned you know yeah. like religion or god like all of it yeah. you know is the spirituality side of life exactly at least in our part of the world right has been like taken away from us and i think that our generation truly i, I feel like there's gonna be a great there is a great awakening coming 100 percent. and uh, it's gonna be cool to see bro um like i'm, I'm really grateful for you, for you doing this and i think that people yes, like me and you and uh you know our peers and stuff we're gonna change the world bro 100%. and uh, i think 
um like you're doing it bro like you're really doing it and i'm, I'm like i said i'm really grateful for that yeah and i'm trying to kind of do something similar um maybe in slightly different ways but overall like i feel like the mission is the same absolutely and, uh, you absolutely know, your 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 platform is intan more intangible than yeah, mine is yeah, yeah. basically mine's more of a tangible platform yeah. i'm more hand-to-hand -hand with people right now which in is this dope, moment which is fucking for dope. yourself though again though you're still touching a lot of people it's just obviously when i started bro if I'm only training five kids, I'm only touching five lives. Mm -hmm. so, you know, for you, it's when you're starting, you're only getting a thousand views, you're only touching a thousand lives so far, you know? So it's yeah. a matter of you see it out, see out the process. Like you said, you stay true to yourself. Don't worry about cancellation or anything like that. Yeah. You speak freely. Yeah, that's, that's the what goal, you stand man. for. That's, that's really the goal. You know, and if you get canceled or whatever the case is, that means just, hey, you got big enough. Yeah. And that also <laughs> means you're a threat to the, you know what I mean? To, again, what the system is trying to do which yeah. is break the family apart which is trying bro. to you know what i mean there's so many we'll different have to do layers a part two, bro. bro we'll have to do, we'll a, do part a part two, two three more four. about like more about society <laughs> and stuff so yeah but that's for sure it for today bro i don't yeah, want to hold you too good. long uh devin bro i appreciate it brother appreciate you too bro uh we'll Answer see you cold. soon bro you'll be you'll be back on peace out absolutely brother take care guys god bless trying to get a deal trying to get a meal hungry on a beat hungry so i eat and now i know the feet i only know the heat i only know the grind i only know the sweet I miss sweat. I only know the best. That's up on my chest. I only know the reps. I only know what's next. Nothing more, nothing less.